Hey everyone, and welcome to another Yogi Misfit Sessions. My name is Danny Pomploon, and I am your host. Not sure how you guys are feeling out there, but it is finally feeling like winter in San Francisco. And normally October tends to be like super sweet and beautiful, and it was for the first half of the month, but starting this week, it actually, like, I can actually feel like it's cold. Um, and those of you that are on the East Coast, I know it's colder, but I'm in San Francisco, so <laughs> I'm not really used to the cold. Uh, today we've got session 95. I've got Jacob Manning on the show today. He's an awesome yoga teacher based out of Orange County. Really cool, powerful story. Um, we've actually ended up becoming buddies uh, just because we ended up bonding and, and we're doing a retreat together next year in Portugal. But he had a pretty rough time, um, you know, before yoga, kind of like I did with some substance abuse. And, you know, it was just a very similar parallel stories. But anyway, he's awesome dude. Really great to have on the show. He had a lot of really good insight to, uh, as to how yoga and the work got him to where he's at now. So yeah, it's great to have Jacob on the show today. I wanted to uh, remind everybody that we are still running that donor box campaign. So we are trying to get the show to sustain itself. Um, and the show really does just get love and support from you guys. So for all of y'all that are still sticking with us, thank you so, so much. Um, it's been such an honor and a privilege to uh, to host the show and to produce this content out there. Um, you can make a donation um, using the link below, or you can head over to iTunes and write a review because it helps just as much. Um, and we'll continue to produce really, really, really awesome content for you guys. Much love to my friends over at SF Yoga Magazine. And without further ado, here goes session 95. Jacob, you're officially the third person that I've ever talked to in person on the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about it? I feel pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. I'm really happy to be here in San Francisco. I'm super stoked you're in San Francisco, too. Although, when this airs, it's going to be definitely way after July. But that's all good. That's fine with me. Um, so, we were sitting here. First, welcome to the show. Thank you. Second, we were sitting here tossing around ideas when we were talking about like what we were going to talk about and what was important to talk about the show. And we did talk about a lot of really good concepts, but I want to dive into, well, made me think about it is like the, the amount of time that you spend in your own personal body. I can tell, like I can see that you have a practice. I can see that you've done a lot of physical work to actually get to where you're at and to do the things that you want to do. And I feel like for me, like me personally, where I'm at in, in my journey, my practice doesn't look like two hours anymore. It doesn't look like vinyasa class after vinyasa class. A lot of it, actually a lot of it these days ends up being a lot of sitting, a lot of breath work and a shit ton of journaling. That's like a, what I really call like a self-reflective sadhana practice. I do it every day. So I want to talk about the concept of self-practice. I want to talk about the concept of sadhana and what it looks like and what it doesn't really look like. What is your what is your theory on home practice? Uh, being consistent with uh, doing what you've learned to that that has you have been able to reflect on your, your day and even like uh, your health and where you're at and you're with your body and have some awareness within the body. So it could be different for other for everyone. Like you said, you know, you journal a lot. I have I've had you know I've had my uh, 
um, my ups and downs with journaling, being consistent and consistent, and sometimes, you know, being consistent and consistent with movement and meditation. Mm. And I'm human, I'm not perfect. So things are Wait, constantly. Yeah. <laughs> You're human? <laughs> I know, I'm human, believe it or not. So things are consistently changing for me. Hmm. What is your, um, like, what is your, I guess, do you have like a consistent routine now in your, in your home practice? Uh, I, I try to keep my my practice like there's a there's always stuff in it changing like whether it's meditation or uh, there's usually a focus though and it has to do with usually with my goals so with where my goals are at that's where my focus and my practice is at so if my goal is to be really strong then my practice is going to be really focused on strength if it's on flexibility it's going to be on flexibility if it's on uh in enhancing and enriching my relationships it'll be on writing uh if it's uh, increasing my vocabulary and being able to communicate i'll read more so mm. that it does have a lot to do with change and usually when i notice that i'm struggling with or that my emotions are getting kind of in a whirlwind and kind of going up and down, then my, then that's what my, my, my routine will start to go towards. Whatever is kind of having turbulence or whatever is kind of being shaken up. Yeah. What do you, I guess when you go through this like goal setting process before I so like, let's like we're dialing back before even the home practice part. When you decide that you're going to make these goals, it's something that you have like a list of certain, of certain things, or it's just, Depending on life, you're like, okay, I think I might need to focus on this area some more. Yeah. So I could take you all the way back to the beginning. Okay. Uh, when I first started teaching, I literally uh, came up with goals that I wanted to achieve in five years. And they were to um, be a Lululemon ambassador. And the second one was to uh, teach a workshop. Um, another one was to teach at yoga works. Um, another one was, uh, to be able to press handstand. And, uh, the fifth one was, uh, to not drink and use drugs for a year. Okay. So those were like five goals that I set and they all felt like maybe tangible and uh i don't know the exact order they came in probably the press handstand came first but uh because at that time like the strength was the goal i was focusing on the most mm -hmm. so then i was able to achieve those goals and uh yeah so so it sounds like you just kind of put your mind to it and then you make it, you know, you do what you got to do to make it happen. Now, when it comes to like your home physical practice and you're working on goals, do you have like a set schedule of like every day you wake up and you start, you know, physical practice there, like for an hour or you go to the X, Y, and Z like studio classes, or is it just like when you have free time or what does it look like when, like, what does your home practice routine look like? Okay. So I'm, I'm an introvert. And I learned that over the years. Okay. Uh, I would go to classes and studios, and this is where we'll get into the home practices. And I'd sometimes feel uh, a little bit tired in the day because of being around a lot of people. And uh, so now I practice more by myself and on my own. Hmm. And it allows me to have a little bit more energy for when I teach. 
And do you have like a set schedule like of when you do it or it's just like whatever? Um, it's whatever. Sometimes it's in the morning. Sometimes it's at night. Like once, well, like I told you earlier, we were talking today. Once yeah. a month, I don't fall asleep. Yeah. It's always one time a month. There's yeah. always that one day I can't fall asleep. So I'll go in my living room and lay on blocks and roll my back out and yeah. open up my shoulders. And that's what, that's what I'll do. What does it look like when you, because I know like I fall off home practice all the time. What does it look like for you when you start to fall off your home practice? Is it because something is happening in life or you do you just get lazy or like what, what's happening normally? Well, there's a couple things that will happen. One is like the TV remote will get stuck in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> when I wake up in the morning and uh, so that, that, that can happen. You know, my hand can slide over and ugh, grab yeah. that remote yeah, or, and then grab my phone in the other hand and I got both and I'm messing around with both. And that right there is the number one thing that can pull me out of practicing and and waking up and being excited about my life and mm. and and like how blessed I am to to set my own schedule to go where I want when I want and have that freedom mm-hmm. and uh that's a gift and my gift sometimes can take me away from the freedom that I have to to have that home practice to do the thing that you're actually supposed to right yeah <laughs> instead of binge watch netflix yeah for sure you know they got some good shows coming up. <laughs> jesus i feel like for me personally like sometimes i'll get in these like work holes where like i'll be like i'll focus on like a project or whatever like i'll focus on like for instance like a retreat like you know like uh like, you know we have ours coming up in april and for a while, you know, I was sending you text messages, like just every day being like, okay, I think we should do this. And I think we should do this and blah, 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 blah. blah. And I'll get so wrapped up in my organization brain that I'll forget to get wrapped up in like the, I got to take care of Danny brain. And so I'll just go like head on into a project and sometimes skip eating. Sometimes I'll skip like, you know, even just small things like remembering to hydrate or whatever, because I'll fall into just a really bad work hole. Like, And then it takes me a little bit to like come out of it or I'll start to realize that I'm feeling, I don't necessarily call it burnout, but there gets a point where I get a little bit irritable and, and I do this like little check-in. Like if I was a kid, I'm like, have I slept enough? Do I have to go to the restroom? Have I eaten enough? You know, am I happy? You know, whatever it is. And then I'll realize, oh, I've been working for like however many hours straight or however many days straight, or, you know, I've got a training and a workshop and da 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 and a retreat and da 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 and I haven't taken any time off to like check in. And that's normally when I realize, oh, okay, you haven't done, the home practice is all about taking care of you and learning about you and like having that time to reflect in your body and be in your body. And it'll, it's a nice slap in the face to be like, okay, pump the brakes on the work thing. That's always going to be there. And I know I can always do that and fall back on that. But if I don't, take care of myself first like it's going to suffer at some at some stage or point in in doing the thing that i'm doing i call that the garden the garden the garden so we all have a garden and different flowers in the garden yeah and one flower the rose can be your wife your husband your girlfriend your significant other uh the tulips can be uh your physical body and um so like different flowers can be different things and mm-hmm. i feel like we all everyone 
who's a human being, right. can obsess on one flower while the other ones then start to die. So then we don't feel like whole and fulfilled inside. Right. And that's where it comes when you're talking about business and work and like obsessing and, and really just going after it. Yeah. Full yeah, born. Yeah, get, the, yeah. get out of my way. I'm yeah. going to run you over. This is totally. I'm focusing on, you know, this is one thing that I'm focusing on. And then all of a sudden these days start to go by and then it's like, wow, like, I feel kind of lost. Right. Because these other things that are making us feel whole and complete aren't being taken with love. Right. Like attention, you know, like work and business, I can get really obsessive on that. That's for sure. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, like, my girlfriend doesn't think I love her and doesn't feel like she's important and I'm not paying attention to her. Or even like I, I can go a while without talking to my, my parents mm-hmm. and my friends and just like I'm all of a sudden ghosts and things because I'm so focused on right. this, which is right. doing really great. Right. And, you know, it's 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 uptrending or whatever it is. It's, it's accelerating. But these other things are digressing and slowly dying. Yeah. How do you find... As a yoga, like being a yoga teacher now versus when you weren't a yoga teacher, do you feel like your practice has suffered a lot more or it's gotten better? Because I feel like, and this is, you know, we were just chatting about it before, but I feel like there are a lot of yoga teachers out there that don't practice yoga. They're not necessarily doing the thing. I think that for them, it's turned more into a job versus something that they actually enjoy doing. And a lot of yoga teachers will make that excuse. Well, I can't really practice too much because I have to work all the time. But I think that just goes on like time management, like what's more important. You know, if it's important, if it's important to you, you'll find a way. And if it's not important to you, you'll find an excuse. So what do you feel like for you as a teacher, has it made you practice more or have you found yourself being like, no more excuses to, to not do. Becoming a teacher has it made me want to practice more. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's made you want to do less. It's changed. Yeah. How so? It's been it's been volatile. Okay. So when I first started teaching, I would practice more than I practiced ever when I wasn't teaching. Mm. And as soon as I started reaching these goals and uh, achieving these accomplishments that I set for myself, um, that I saw no one else was really going for, and uh, being able to see very few people reached those the goals that I also set um like those five that I said earlier mm-hmm. I kept I said mm-hmm. I set more and then as soon as like I reached those it's like wow I'm so, I'm like there's always like this this um bit of like uh addicted to chasing something or whatever sure and then then the practice or whatever is not getting uh there's not like that fuel behind it and that fuel is important. So the way that I, 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 I've been, I've been practicing a lot more lately because it's, I get to see how I feel when I don't. What do you, what's your advice to the teachers out there that aren't practicing, but are teaching? Uh, what is my advice? Yeah. You should probably practice if you're going to teach. Why? Because, then you might feel like a phony. (laughs) I don't think people really care about that. I think people just want to do it because it's the thing to do. And 
because they want to have a following and because there's a sense of validation up there. And I also think that there are some people that do want to do it, maybe have different circumstances, but I feel like, I don't know. It's just yoga has changed so much. You know, I think that what we value in yoga and what we value as teachers and even what we value as students has really changed. But I do think that there is something to be said about teaching from a place of knowledge and being able to understand these things in your body because you have worked through them mechanically or at least have attempted to, and you can speak to them, I think says wonders. I think teachers that are teaching from a knowledge base that they don't have, I, I agree with you 100%. I think it's, I think it's 100% phony. And I think it's not only unfair for the students, but I also think it's unfair for them as a person as well. Like, I think you're just cheating yeah. yourself. Yeah. It's a big responsibility to, to be, if you're going to teach to, to do it from a place that, you know, you're really taking care of yourself in that way of what you're teaching. And so, you know, and also keep, uh, your students, uh, progressing and growing and learning so that's important that we practice it and are doing the same thing and we're practicing what we're preaching how can you tell when people aren't like you were saying earlier uh yeah how can you tell when teachers aren't practicing because you can see what they've done and then what they can't do anymore and if they haven't gotten hurt that's how you know that they're not physically practicing right. but you don't know if they're doing their writing or if they're doing the reading or you know if they're doing this or doing that and that their practice can change. But I really think that the yoga practice is so physical and that um, it's really important that that's something that you keep because, I mean, there's mind and there's body. Mm -hmm. And then there's this mystery of spirit. So mind and body, it's important to take care of your body. And that's a, that's that's a really necessary what's your philosophy on why the body has to be so taken care of or strong um it gives a sense of like confidence and like uh self uh empowerment hmm. and you think people that don't maybe are, are missing out on that opportunity or that it's just a, a thing that they should experience yeah and like you when Anytime you get you can get like you're really breathing in that 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 like you do you if you've practiced enough yoga you know the power of like when you're breathing and moving and like mm -hmm. you get into that that moment where nothing else exists and you just feel like your whole body's vibrating and then all of a sudden the rest of the day you feel really good so why wouldn't you want to do that every day right yeah that's true what about I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about how, you know, my practice isn't so vigorous. You know, a lot of the practice that I do is really slow and it's super mellow and it's super chill. And I'm lucky if I do like, I force myself to go to public classes these days because otherwise I won't give myself a kick in the butt. I'll just kind of chill and go pretty mellow. But I think it's, you know, as I'm talking this out loud, my excuse is that I'm too busy with the other work stuff because I end up drawing more attention to the project side da, da 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 versus the actual project side and the asana side as well i think you know what do you like i find myself in ruts where i like get you know lost in in doing the work and to re-inspire myself i'll have conversations like this or you know my one friend christy and i on on fridays we normally hang out at her place and she's got a little studio and we will sit there and we'll work together. And then like one of us will complain and be like, I got to move. And so we'll both get up and like 
someone will call out some poses or we'll move together or do some handstand drills or whatever it is. And then we'll stop and then we'll get back to work. And then someone else will be like, all right, I got to move again. And then, you know, we'll get up and start doing things. So I start, I think doing it by myself has just for me lost um, a lot of its um, charm, you know, because it's, it's really lonely being a teacher. A lot of times I'm, I know you can understand and, and even the home practice, although I love spending the time focusing on me and, and really, you know, tuning inwards that even then can still kind of get a little like, okay, well, here we go again, me, myself and I, you know what I mean? It's fun to, it's fun to play with others. And so I'll find myself like, you know, checking in with certain friends or, you know, having conversations or going and co-working with people and like going and practicing with, with friends and, you know, making friend dates, yoga practice dates. Do you do any, like, when you feel that your practice is getting like in a rut or when you feel like it's lost a little bit of its spark or it's, you know, it's fire, what do you, what do you call to, or what do you like, what do you, what's your go-to to just reignite that, that flame? Go to class. Yeah. <laughs> and just drag your ass to class. Yeah. But even then, like you still, you, there's just still something in, innate inside of you that says go to class. Yeah. Yeah. And when, if the excuse is I'm tired, I'll drink a, f- a whole pot of coffee if I have to. If it's, uh, that's about it. Like <laughs> the only yeah. reason I wouldn't want to like really go to cl- go to practice or whatever is if I'm like tired. Yeah. And if I'm tired, then, then I won't want to do, then I, then I can drink coffee and go. Right. You know what I mean? Like even right now I'm kind of tired. Right. So if I was going to, if I was going to practice, I'd, I need a little coffee right now. We should probably go get coffee. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. 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 But that's a really good question. It's like what you said is really humble. Like that's coming from a really vulnerable place to be sharing that to whoever's listening to this right now. And he's going to listen to this one, you know, yeah, it's released. Yeah, yeah. But the, for the most, like, and for me, like I, I have this, I, sometimes I have the same, the same hard thing too, you know? And like, it really is a son of a bee when you notice you You can totally say bitch on the show, by the way. A, yeah. <laughs> we could say fuck, bitch, ass, anything. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Can we start this over? Fuck. Yeah. Okay, no. But, uh, but when you do, when you practice and there's all of a sudden a pose you can't do anymore and you're like, shit, you know, and you kind of beat yourself up and like, what the hell? Like, what, like I need to start practicing more. And then all of a sudden, like, there's this like ego that comes into play. Yeah. And I think it has a lot to do with ego of like, okay, so I started doing practicing to be able to do this stuff. And now that I can do it, like, what's the point of practicing to do it? Well, there's a whole lot of journey to still go. And I think everyone who does yoga still is at a place of not knowing anything much about it. And that's the truth. There's just so, there's so much like, yeah. there's so much to this existence as a human yeah. that we're u- using yoga as a tool to get a little bit more in touch with that. Yeah. And guess what? One of the learning lessons that we continue to learn is what we've just been talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It is okay. So I start teaching yoga and I'm practicing a bunch. And then now I'm really focusing on, wow, I want to be able to share this with so many people that I'm now not practicing as much myself. Why Why is that? How can I balance this out and, mm. and, and make and create this tranquility and like being consistent with practicing? And is it going to bunch of classes? Is it downloading like, you know, uh, an app to practice with a teacher? Mm-hmm. Or what is it that I need to do? I need to do it in the morning. I need to do it at night. You know, how can I keep this consistent, this, this fire? as I get older too, you know, to keep doing, to keep 
keep boxing, man. Yeah, and no matter no matter what, to even with injury and. I busted my shoulder a few years back. I had a, a labral tear and I remember going to this class and like just pretty much halfway giving up and like getting ready to like walk out and the teacher was like, you all right? And I was like, yeah, it's just my shoulder. I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. And the teacher was like, what's wrong with your legs? And I just remember standing there being like, fuck. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because the entire time I was like, I can't do this. My shoulder's busted. I can't raise my arm above 90. I can't do this yoga class. I could have easily not done any down dog, any chaturangas. I could have stood at the top of my mat, jumped to the side for warrior poses, pull, pull the leg back for, you know, warrior one family stuff and still worked all the lower half of my body and my bandhas and my pranayama and everything else that goes with and that. And dressed everything. And instead, the first thing that I did was, I can't do this. I have this injury. You know, and that was like one of the biggest teachers. I ended up like going to public classes and standing for the entire class, you know, wow. doing all standing. Po- I, st- I practiced for like six to nine months like that without doing any down dogs, without any planks, without anything. I just stood at the, I, the my practice started at the top of my mat. I did half sun salutations and then I brought some Brocks and did some le- leg drills while people were doing other stuff. Um, and then I would get down and do all sorts of crazy core work because I could do a shit ton of core work and I did all kinds of crazy leg poses, you know, like anything that I could do that was, you know, uh, reachable for, for let's say like, like any standing poses and I can make it more difficult by lifting a block underneath or whatever it is. Yeah. And my standing poses got so much stronger because of it. But meanwhile, I had this, like, you know, this little voice in my head being like, no, you can't do it because you can't do everything that you wanted to do. I just ended up learning a different way to practice. Yeah. It doesn't end. And I don't think that the intensity, um, you know, has to go like the same. It can back down a little bit when you get injured or when you get older or whatever the circumstances. I think that, you know, what you said was like the consistency part is absolutely key. Like if you don't stay consistent with it, you lose it. And if you don't lose it, you know, it's like reading and writing and, you know, like two really amazing skills. But if you don't, practice writing you lose the skill of writing like you 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 lose that creativity if you don't practice reading you lose the joy of reading you lose your vocabulary getting stronger you lose you know i mean i was kind of half joking when i said earlier but those who don't read end up going you know a little bit kind of you know un, un, un unkept up with what's going on and with yourself and knowledgeable, you know, you kind of mm-hmm. just let that your brain almost rot. For sure. And I think it's, it's extremely important to, I mean, just to stay consistent with it, you know, like the thing that I have trouble with is like, I work a ton um, and, you know, between like, you know, running the podcast and all the other stuff that goes with it. So I try you know, to make time for home practice. And I just haven't done a great job at that. So it's like, okay, well, what do you do? Do you work less? No, I got to pay bills. Right. But if you don't continue to take care of your body, you're not going to be able to keep doing the thing for as long as you want to. So yeah, I don't know. I just find it interesting. You know, we can make all these excuses right now. I'm like in my head about all these excuses that I've given myself. (laughs) The wheels are just spinning. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This isn't a game. Yeah. There's no do-overs. All right, so someone comes up to you and says, Jacob, I'm brand new to teaching. I just graduated teacher training. I'm teaching 10 classes a week starting tomorrow. What do I do to start a home practice and to stay consistent? What are your top like three tips or like this is this is a great this is a great place to start or to pick up or whatever. Uh 
Dude, that's a hard question, man. I know. Uh, three tips to give someone who's new to teaching to keep their practice. I'd say keep your practice or you're going to hate your job. Yeah, yeah. I also think that it's important to check in, reset, and get inspired. You know, and sometimes like as as a teacher, as a teacher or as a student, you know, as if you're a student that keeps going to the same teachers or whatever, maybe you try out a new teacher or mm. maybe you go to a workshop. You know, maybe you get nerdy for a weekend and find out about how your shoulder works and what it's doing, you know. And if you feel like you, I don't know about you, but anytime I have gone on retreat or do a retreat or whatever, I always just feel so rejuvenated. I feel like there is this sense of reset and not just reset, but you're immersed in the yoga for, you know, a week or five days or whatever it is. And it gives you permission to just like tune back into yourself and to reignite that passion, you know? So that's the other thing, whether you're a teacher or a student, like, you know, recognizing that and taking time out to, to check in on that. And then maybe finding something like a, you know, like again, a workshop, a training, a retreat or whatever, that's going to spark up that fuel, you know, that's going to like reignite that fire. Yeah. The times I've almost felt lost, like, the best investment I made at that time is going to a class where I don't know the teacher. I'd never been at the studio and it's just like really cool. Yeah. No one knows who, sometimes no one knows who I am. I, that's changed a little bit over the years, but you know, I remember when I like, I hurt my knee, I had knee surgery I was like, oh my God, I don't want to go. Like, like I, I lost all my strength and flexibility. It's been nine months. So I just want to meditate. And that's all I want to do now because it's what I do do and I love it. Yeah. And that was a good thing I got from that. However, I it was hard to go back to practicing. Even though I was kind of excited. So I went to, sometimes I go to random teachers in random places and learn things I've never heard anyone say before. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I feel it. I feel it. Well, Jacob, I, for one, am excited to practice with you this weekend and to co-teach with you and, uh, and to one, do, I mean, it's also really dope to do the show in person. It's always so much more fun than just sitting behind here and talking to myself and to a computer screen. <laughs> uh, but I'm also pumped that we get to hang out together for a week in April. We're going to fricking Portugal, man. Oh yeah. How are you feeling about it? Dude. Like I told you earlier, you know, the, the some of the best things ever is to go to places I've never been to before. Yeah. And yeah. I've never been there, so I'm really excited that I've never been there. And the other thing is there's some there's some people coming that came on the, the last retreat. Yeah. So it's cool to just like kind of continue to build like this like even this thought of this one year occasion where we all get together and have a really good time and you yeah. see that face and it's like the f new family vacation almost yeah. but you're getting having a really productive time yeah rather yeah. than a, a total like fr you know free for all and you don't know what to do and sometimes it's not it's gonna be I'm really excited I don't mean to keep elaborating so deep totally uh, yeah I'm, I'm really I'm really excited man yeah it's a great way to build more community and also I mean. The place that we're going to is beautiful and the food looks amazing and the beaches look just like insane and even the little town. I I, I think we're going to have a great time out there. In the room too. The room oh my God. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. In the outdoor deck. Yeah. 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 I think we're going to have no, nothing but a good time. Yeah. I'm excited, man. I, that's why I connected with you. 
Super stoked, man. Well, thanks for coming on the show today. Thanks for sharing your wisdom. It's good to, to do this in person. And uh, for those of you listening in, uh, you can check out the show notes below. Jacob and I are going to be hosting. We've got our retreat coming up. We have some other cool stuff in the works. In the works. Yeah. Stay tuned for some s- top secret things, trainings and re- workshops and more retreats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's like super top secret. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until the next Yogi Misfit Sessions, this is Danny and Jacob saying peace out. Peace out.